Geek Shock. Because the the uh, the automated warning goes whoop whoop terrain whoop whoop terrain in the cockpit. On a lot of the, how, on how a low lot is of your dad flying? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the question. It doesn't matter. It's it's like, especially it if you're matter. on approach. It doesn't matter if you're on approach and there's like say mountains around the the landing strip. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That, yeah, like you know, like Colorado's airport. Yeah. Well, Colorado. Um, any, any any town that's surrounded by mountains. Reno's uh, a nightmare. Apparently, oh, yeah. flying into um, uh, oh shoot, is it, where, where is it? They do uh, Sundance uh, in Utah. Um, wow. Park City. Yeah, that's right. Park City. Park yeah. City, Utah. Park City. It's a town. The town with the film festival. This festival's full of Park City. Yeah, I think that's enough pain. Welcome to Geek Shock number 477. I'm Master Torgo. 80's Jeff. Commander K. Andy. Fact-checked Andy. Oh, Jesus. Looking for a place to commit suicide after that. A little serenade. Matt. (laughs) We're here to talk weak and geek. Andy's a little little slappy. I'm a little slappy. (laughs) It's going to be one of those shows. They've been working me like a dog. (sighs) Wouldn't it be great if when Andy got tired, he actually got tired? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen what geeky things you do this week i went to uh the steampunk meetup at uh Bonnie Bonnie Springs. Springs. yeah is this the tea society yeah okay yeah they talked about last week yep so what was the meetup at bonnie springs like well bonnie springs is closing so we went up and right. took a bunch of pictures the snow was still up there so it's kind of cool that- when is it actually closing uh we thought it was the last weekend, but it turns out that they haven't actually given them a date. Okay. But it's likely in the next couple weeks. All right. So one last, one last hurrah! do yeah. That, I was looking around at all the stuff. It's like, oh, that's going to get bulldozed. That's going to. They're not going to save that. No, oh, no. Well, they're going to build like million dollar homes up there. So. Yeah, yeah. It's actually it's not as bad as it sounds. If, uh, if you if you sounds uh, pretty bad. Go wow, to the, the developers got Andy. No. Not as bad as you can. It's a. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a beautiful assisted living area. No, no, we, we are we are definitely park of. <laughs> we are definitely going to lose the, uh, the the cowboy thing, but they're they're going to build a new restaurant. It's a master plan neighborhood. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Well, actually, the the, the <laughs> thing that the thing that the camera was from one of the developers is like a member of the Audubon Society. So they're they're really trying to preserve it and not make it. They're uh, going to try to preserve portions of it that would be considered endangered habitats. But the rest is fair game. Essentially, is what he's trying to Place say. Place for the birds. I, 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 I just read the article yeah. on 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 the was it the RJ's site. Okay, recently. and it's also not the first time somebody's thought about building up the, the original. Oh, yeah. owners, the original owners were talking about it for years and never got it done. So it was, yeah, but long time coming. But it was cool. We got to do that. We got to run around. It was there's a relatively small group of us. We took some very cool pictures. Well, we had, uh, and then in the evening there was the steampunk ball at the uh, Millennium Fandom Bar, which was just packed with the most wonderful costumes oh, and people. Oh, how wonderful! Yeah, that sounds and there great. was a I don't know what the name of the band was, but there was a there was a uh, uh, electro swing band that was. Can't see a band. No, no. Electro, electro swing. Electro swing. Yeah. What is Electro Swing? Electro Swing's um, old songs done with new instruments. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Vic Fontaine. Somewhere between. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I think I've uh, talked about Electro Swing before. On you there. probably have, yeah. but I was just going a with recap nerdy, is nice nerdy bands. So Vic Fontaine, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cantina Band, Ten Forward Elevator Music. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, it's not Elevator. I mean, like they did a great uh, yeah. version of Mini the Moocher that was was great. And uh, um, when I get low, I get high. And a bunch of songs in the twenties and thirties and stuff that with, with you know. Uh, great horn player, some cool electronic stuff going on in it. It was cool. Nice. Yeah. What else should we do this week, gentlemen? Finally got to see uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, wow. Long time coming. What'd yeah. you think? I liked it. It was it was a lot of fun. Okay. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those well, shows. Since the, the, the rest shows. of the room probably hasn't seen it, I don't want to get into spoiler talk. Oh, you saw it? Okay. Yeah. I've but, seen it. Okay, so three out of three out of five. I'm not so concerned. You can get a little deeper with it. It's been out for a while. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of cute references to the actual internet in there. It's playing on internet themes like memes and to current trends and so, so forth. So where the original took the piss out of video game lore, this yeah. one took the piss out of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, and, and yeah, pop up scams that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. It was very thoughtfully done, and of course, the same core characters that you love from the first film. And, and I do and love some them. new ones. Yeah. Add some new ones yeah. in there. Like um, uh, Gal, Gal Gadot playing a sort of Fast and Furious type character. So, I, just to correct, it's actually Gadot. She, yeah, she yeah, said Andy. her name. She said yeah, her name it's on pronounced Figi. It's exactly. <laughs> it's Gal Gadot. You're right. I I had been. I, I'm, you know I'm you guilty of that as well. With those two, it's Gadot. No, no I, 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 I don't care what Gal Gadot thinks. <laughs> oh, I don't care what she thinks. <laughs> oh, okay, it's so Godot. she doesn't know how to say her own name. That's just correct. Like Kevin Feige doesn't yeah. know how to say his own Fige name. He can say his name right. He says Figi. So Ralph breaks the internet. Two thumbs up. Yes, really enjoyed it. Nice. What I, else did you I watched Coco finally. And I still have not seen it's, that. It's on Netflix now. I'm afraid I don't want to watch it because I know it'll make me cry. It made me cry. Yeah. Made me cry like a little baby. When I, I feel the like Pixar crying, one, right? I'll watch yeah, Coco. I think so. It's not that sad. What the, it's okay. I, I know Pixar movies, and I know this is one of those really heartstring ones. Yeah. So, I, I, and, I, and I cry at a goddamn Hallmark commercial. Yeah. So I know Coco will make me cry. Speaking I, of freaking... Toy Story 4 is literally right around the corner. Wow. Like, what is around the corner? When's like a month and a half, two months away. So April? Yeah. Wow. I got a list. Yeah. Uh, I, I was I was shocked because I saw the, uh, it's a coming soon at the beginning of the intro to Ralph because it's a Disney film. They did a lot of Disney previews. Now, it wasn't an actual, like, clip-centric preview because, Did you, you know, see Ralph at the theater? Yeah. Oh, I thought you'd like saw it in the home market. No, right? no. Where was? Oh, you went, I went to. It, I went to the, the the Well, I hesitate to call it the dollar theater anymore because it's up to four dollars now. It's for, four dollars. It's four dollars now for a regular wow. viewing. I, I think, thanks, I think Obama. I think it's three for the matinee, but um, it's Ralph up to four dollars now. Toy Story June twenty first. June twenty first. Well, that's yeah. that's a little further away. Okay. I, that's for some right. reason I was thinking it was May, but no. I'm only a month off. That's like. Towards the end of June. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's just right in the middle of the summer season yeah. of films coming yeah. soon. It's still right around the corner. You're right. I mean, it is close. Everything's close. Yeah. The Captain Marvel's around the corner. Right? Yeah, that a week from this Friday. That's crazy. Even though nobody wants to see it, apparently. Dude. Um, yeah, we Dude. were. Dude. Uh, uh, all right, you want to get into this? We can get into this. Yeah, let's get into all it. All right, listen, I don't want no white critic telling me what I can and can't okay, get into, all right? 
There you go. <laughs> White heterosexual males who are who You're are telling me not to watch a movie. Who are un you know you know uncomfortable with their masculinity. They feel threatened by strong women. Are I don't get it. Poo pooing this film. Many of them. I know. Giving negative reviews without ever having seen the film. You saw that Rotten Tomatoes changed how they do things now. I went. No, on, I didn't. See I went that. on the Rotten Tomatoes website to witness this for myself all the negative reviews because they have this feature of how excited are you to watch this movie with a percentage can't wait to see uh, can't wait to see and they apparently they the goofballs knocked it down to like 27 percent with all their ha with a comment section filling up well rotten tomatoes has gotten rid of that feature and they have gotten rid of the comment section attached to it so you can't comment on any movie until it has come out Good. So, and they pre- pretty much stated this just because of internet trolls mm-hmm. taking advantage of it for their own pleasure. Well, I mean, you know, right or wrong, they're just as responsible for a lot of these films getting yeah. the negative press because they haven't modified how their forum works. So I'm glad to see that they finally are addressing the faults in their system. To mm, yeah, I wonder. Bring back Siskel and Ebert. Not not that physically. Sure. Literally, physically. Mean, that's right. That's right. Are we going to take them necro, to the... necro voodoo shit going? To okay, I was going to say, one, are we taking them to the pet one? cemetery? Both of them are dead, Oh, you both fool. of them now? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And are we getting pre- or post-surgery Ebert? <laughs> oh, damn. That's... Wow. Zombified even. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Zombified, no jaw. Yeah. Roger Ebert? I read an article where a guy had interviewed him and it was just weird because he didn't talk. It uh, he typed, communicated yeah. by typing on his computer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what's fascinating like a- about that one is the system that they used for him. They took like thousands of hours of him doing movie reviews and so forth to actually make the system when he typed in the words, it would speak it using his voice. Nice. So it was you know it wasn't Tronica voice like you <laughs> like, uh, have with. Yeah, like this movie is shit. <laughs> but this uh, movie is bad. He was he like. was quite giddy with that when he was typing out, and it would say the words in his own voice. Nice. I really, 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 really hated this keyboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, um, it, it's amazing. She just makes a comment about, and you know, she was a little clumsy. It's like she could have just said, "I want a diverse interviewing." type culture but she went ahead and said you know i really don't care to interview with you know some uh straight white guy and it's like you know what people are gonna say things and who gives a flying fuck it's and you know what it's it's not even like she honestly means no white guys at all yeah because she's got to do her press but she is interested in getting diversity and she also said she's interested in hearing what you know she's like uh it was something along the lines of oh what the fuck was the movie i can't remember the movie let's just say wonder woman she was like i'm i'm less interested in what a straight white guy has to say about wonder woman than i am a woman i'm more interested in what a woman of color has to say about wrinkle of time you know and I, I I could totally see her point. 
Um, this is, but this, this they, is Brie Larson. Yes. Okay. Brie Larson. There. Thank you. With all the bent, jumping around, I lost track of where the yeah. story was. Yeah. Okay. And uh, man, those fuckers got a wild hair up their ass and went crazy. Well, and what set it all off was her getting the um, the group of young girls sponsored to go see the movie, and they thought that was unacceptable. That she was rounding up girls to go see her woman-centric movie and it's like no that's that's not what the movie is number one and number two why not get a group of girls to go see a movie starring a female superhero yeah. because why not how many a- of those are out there i'd say in the last five years what two yeah. why why not you know get a bunch of left-handed people why not, who do you care for it's not, it's not you it's not you, they, they'll let you see the movie eventually Chill out. Well, they, and if the movie these... was about a left-handed superhero for some bizarre reason, right? Then, well, it's, yeah, it's... I, I, I'm not going to get you know. I mean, it's the sure same... Matt doesn't care what the the lefties call themselves, yeah. but right. <laughs> well, it's the same uh, problem but... white men have had for centuries. They don't understand feminism. They think feminism is a we hate all men and blah blah blah. And Listen, like, I say, I say sir, I, yeah. you need to get back in the kitchen. I there say was, man. Yeah. There was a really <laughs> great uh, I'm sorry for No, I like your, your forward <laughs> progress there. Uh, but yeah, yeah, instead of championing <laughs> championing women say, to be say, these treated as equals. Themselves. Wow. <laughs> Matt is so indoctrinated mm. that he can't even screw it up right. Oh, yeah, I yeah. know, right? <laughs> So um, NPR, that uh, I can't remember which show it was, one of the weekend shows. All Things Considered? No, it was it was one of the ones that Car does. Car Talk. No. Oh. I think I haven't heard Car Talk in a while. I think the this weekend. Up. Hard Something. copy. Anyways. Wait, they, wait, they, don't they, tell me. Dateline. <laughs> I love that show. Oh. Me too. Um, no, but they did a whole episode on, um, on um, um, oh God, you guys have jumped around so much and I lost it. On um, <laughs> Captain Twitch. Marvel. Twitch. Oh. They're all talking about Twitch. Oh, okay. And uh, they started talking about uh, there are guys that won't play video games with with women on Twitch because they don't want to appear to be having an affair. Yes, like, there's. I know. The I know what fuck? story you're talking I about. I read that. Yeah. And that is the. God. No, 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 it's it's one streamer. He's a, he's a big streamer. Yes. Um, Ninja. Yes. He oh, plays Fortnite. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. It's, it's one streamer who's one of their bigger ones mm-hmm. that was talking about that. Right. His wife is because. It's not him thinking they're going to have an affair. It's his audience that'll make all these rumors up and then go to all these other sites and be like, oh, did you see Ninja Chuck, blah, 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 And they'll like Photoshop uh, this shit and all this stuff. It hurts his credibility and his... Um, reputation. Donations. Yeah. His rap. It's Money. just insane. I have so many female friends that I don't fuck. It's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, but to be fair, Andy, open foot, insert. <laughs> I, it's just, I don't understand how people don't, don't think they can have a friend who's of the opposite sex without it being sexual. It's just bizarre. Well, I have to say, I understand if his wife might be sensitive about it. I dated someone who, uh, yeah, I mean, I would. I went to a movie with a mutual friend mm-hmm. that she knew mm-hmm. I had no sexual interest in, mm-hmm. and she went bananas. You know, I picked up a friend at the airport one time, and she went bananas. So it actually oh, it I, exists. I, I know it's a real thing. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Not just that, too. Um, audiences on Twitch have a way of turning on you sometimes. Yeah. So I mean, you I mean, could lose. That's his whole income. You're You're talking about... This guy just like video gaming with a chick and saying something 
and then that chat room yes. will explode with comments and it'll be a deluge especially if he's a big if he's one of the bigger uh, like we're talking streamers. we're talking in a this, small town that you're talking him, thousands 60, of people but no he's 60,000 yeah like but Joel. you guys have just switched over to defending the idiots that are jumping on Brie Larson you're 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 defending the people who are small minded no 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 we're not defending the people who are small minded you mm-hmm. you took that in a different way it's the fact that he he's concerned about his viewership. That's his sole income. If he loses that, he's done. And Twitch, you have a shelf life of like five years uh-huh. of being like the top dog, which he is right now, or he was. I'd right? say two. And it's so it's so okay. Five to keep, is extreme. It's, so, it's okay to keep the slaves as long as it's only for four or five years. Is that what we're talking about? I, I don't no, get it. What is the point of doing something wrong just so you can make money? No, he's not doing anything wrong. What are you talking about? He's just making sure that his audience doesn't turn on him. He's being stupid and small-minded. He's encouraging other people to be stupid and small-minded. I, I can see where you're coming from on that, Andy. Uh, afraid to do that because he doesn't want to upset a certain selection of his base. Yes, dumb I, man boys. Right, the, yeah. the ones that would go after... Right. You're Cap- feeding Cap- the trolls. You're, you're not just feeding the trolls, you're... Bring him to the plate, and you know. But uh, we're also doing a lot of speculating on this because we're talking about something we don't truly know about. Well, that too. Yeah. We we don't. I mean, we're we're speculating about what his wife's proclivities may be. Well, on on what his thoughts on. I honestly don't know what it is. So mm-hmm. this is something I need to know more about before I can make a true opinion. All right. So what other geeky things do this week, guys? I cried at another show. What'd you cry at? I finally watched the end of uh, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yeah, is it over? It's done. Okay, yeah. that was it. The and it wraps up beautifully, but oh, just yeah, yeah, very nice. It's, it's not, it's not terror and awful stuff at the end. It's it's good, but it's just oh oh, that's that kind of show yeah. anyway. Yeah, yet another show I have in my Netflix Netflix queue that I've never watched. It's so worth it. It's such a fun and idea, particularly the last season. They brought in some really wonderful weird guest stars. They brought in. Um, uh, Zachary Quinto is in it. Craig um, uh, Kilburn has, comes in a couple times. And it's just playing a really bizarre version of Craig Kilburn. Um, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Well, that's part of the fun of it is that uh, yeah, they're 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 trying to get recognition by cozying up to Craig Kilburn. Um, it, was, it was yeah, he's just he's just a very funny version of himself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it ju- that whole show just goes off in weird things. That there's like a throwaway line in the first episode, I think, about the apartment they're they're in. Not is uh, Carol Kane, who's just delightful in the whole thing, says something about, "Oh yeah, don't worry, it's it's definitely a building. It's 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 not a tugboat inside." And then near the end of it, it's going to be the building is going to get torn down because the city found out it's a tugboat on its side. Nice, nice. <clears throat> but I mean, nice I, I don't think they mentioned it being a tugboat on the side anywhere else in the season. It just Something first episode and then way in the Just a, a throwaway yeah. and they made good on it? Yep. That's great. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's how it should go. I love that. Yeah. I had a great time at War Room Games oh, this weekend. Oh, yes, you did. They we love you. Every six months they do their auction, and by God, it was auction time again. Snuck up on me, though. Yeah? Yeah, you didn't mention it last week. No, didn't know about it. I went into the shop on Wednesday and said, hey, you coming to the auction this weekend? What that's not, that's not how it went. That's not how it went. You open the door and it's like, everybody knows your name. Dun, dun, dun. You're like, dun, 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 dun. you're like, hey. 
once that was out of the way, Todd, yeah, Todd, hey! <laughs> and instead of a bar, it's a Warhammer game going on, and they're like, "Come on over!" And they gave you a soda instead of a. <laughs> Let me tell you about these Imperial guys here, Todd. You got to get down here. <laughs> but it was great. Okay, I could see him doing that. <laughs> and. What are you laughing at, Millennium Fandom Bar Boy? Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Anyways, well, go ahead. Sorry. Touche. That's yeah. the very wine I used when I wrote about that thing. Yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, the place where everyone knows your name, whether it's in Klingon or Parcel, parcel Tongue. Yeah. Well, what about the uh, your Cornish name? Sorry, Todd. I didn't mean to. At the pasty Cornish, Cornish uh, hen pasty restaurant. I don't get to the Cornish pasty thing. company as much as I wanted. That's. Uh, <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I didn't go because <laughs> you guys were all dying. <laughs> it's yeah. so sad because the food is so good. It's so wonderful, and and you guys are all just following this man who got sick for no apparent reason. Nobody else has ever gotten sick there. Um, no apparent I, reason. I actually, no, a handful of people that have gotten sick from Todd. There. You're small-minded and petty. Yeah, you man, baby. You just have to take the Cornish pasty. <laughs> the, pa- the pasties are fine. Don't get the drink soup. the soup. <laughs> Drink the soup. Shut up, Ann. Right. Shut up, Todd. You got to chew the soup. There you go. That's you didn't chew it, did you? Well, I had to get through that film on the top. Oh. Oh, all right. Anyway, so you're at you're at War Room Gaming. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's all they do all all that day. That is, they open that store for that from eleven till six on Sunday, auction. But this time they lay, they laid it out nice and organized. They're learning along the way. It's wonderful. They did board games first. And then role-playing games, but no one brought any, so then they went to miniatures after that. Did you buy another Twilight Imperium? I bought that for Kirsten. He wow. got that for me. Can you believe it? Right. Wow. Look at that. There's a lion on the cover and everything. Yeah. And, and you know how much I got that box of Twilight Imperium for? 20 bucks. 10 bucks. Wow. Mm. It's a $120 game. Yes, it is. Is everything in it still? As far as I'm aware. It's, okay. It's, I opened it. As far as you know. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks packaged properly. So the person so, that sold this is like ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yeah, you start on a low minimum, hoping that it grows. <laughs> and I brought a little stack of goodies, and I got two hundred dollars in store credit from nice. the auction. So wow. Yeah, I I made out like a bandit. I'm very happy, and I bought some more pieces to expand my army. So that's that's coming along with it. Also this week, if all goes well, I will be taking hold of. My client's army to be painted. So my first professional painting gig should begin this week. And I will probably put that up on Twitter as I go along. If you're interested in that sort of thing, you can probably follow it there. What's your time frame on that? Uh, Four years. Oh, okay. <laughs> four more years. Eventually. Four more years. I was just wondering if you guys like negotiated a... No time. Okay. Yeah, he's, he that said... That was he... his mistake. Yeah, he, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, he said he wasn't in any kind of hurry, and I took him on his word. You're like, okay. But right. thankfully, it's a custodes army. And uh, as I mentioned last week, custodes is the smallest army you can field for because their point cost is so high. Actually, so, that, that is incorrect, sir. Oh. Admech... All mech one is the smallest you can. You're right. If That's I right. if I did all titans, that praise would be, the omnisci. There you go. And Warhammer, titans, Warhammer, Warhammer. I saw Warhammer. a titan go out of that thing for sixty bucks. Why do I have to work? <laughs> Why do I have to? This folks don't get a job. Just God. <laughs> titans are one hundred fifty dollar models. When uh, at start they have one version of the titan which 
you saw Kay at the uh, at the LVO, which stands about two and a half feet tall off the table. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeesh. And that thing's twenty five hundred dollars. Holy crap! Yeah, well, it's, it's Titan, Andy. It's Jeez. I think it's seventeen hundred and fifty points. Yeah, you win games with that. Sure, it's money well spent. It's yeah. except for that one time, the one the one die roll, the last gun k- takes it out. <laughs> the one that one Imperial Guard guy just gets that perfect shot, <laughs> and that will happen because that's how Warhammer Forty K is. Yeah, <laughs> the one last gun just <laughs> or tank buster. Yeah, one one really really good scout shooter. Can't you just yeah. get like a really good three D scan of it and three D print your own? Go for, for it. a tenth of the price. I mean, oh, you can, but you- they thought of that already and they outlaw all that shit. Oh yeah, that yeah. GW cracks down on 3D printing like oh, crazy. Yeah. So, this expensive Titan which, MI6 runs down your which door. Sorry. I am not interested in. Thank How many do you figure there are in the world? Yeah, don't know, but I saw at least one of them. They exist. Yeah, no. You think it's like under a hundred? I bet it's under a hundred. Ah, yeah. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. That. And why didn't you buy it for sixty bucks if it was? No, it like wasn't. No, no, that was. A, oh, you know, okay. Yeah. The Titan. Titan started about one hundred fifty bucks. Oh, roughly. I see. Maybe 130 somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I will eventually. It will be mine. It's going to hurt, but I will get some Titans. Yeah, I will, because Paul's going to kick the shit out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, got to give him that one. (laughs) Got to give him that one. (laughs) You want to spend how much on this useless piece of plastic? Yeah. I will say there were probably eight Titans in that. Auction. I wonder why people. Oh, they're trying to get quick cash, but they don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One custodes army. Was wasn't that huge? Went for three hundred ninety dollars. What the hell does custodes stand for? Because every time you say it, I think it's like the the janitor army. They well, are. they they are the janitor <laughs> of the emperor. They're emperor. Cu- custodian. They, they watch. So they really are custodian. Is yes. based on okay. No. Because, no okay. They they yeah. are the. The emperor being the supreme being of the human army. The human army. They are his personal protectors and guards. Okay. And he can't go anywhere because he's trapped in a sarcophagus, life-giving sarcophagus, because he's dying. So they are like the the imperial guard, closest guard of him. They stay around him the whole time, except when they go out to other planets and fight people. Apparently, right? Because right. that's actually closer to what custodian actually means. Oh, really? Yeah. It's okay. a. Yeah, <clears throat> you can clean up the alien scum. The custodian of an estate <laughs> or something like that. It's it like caretaker. Okay. So, so I'm excited to take a possession of this army and and paint it all up, and we'll see if I'm still so excited after three weeks of doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, for uh, yes, thank Planet you, Steam, man. I this got everybody a little cool. something from the auction, and it's 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 a great place to pick up gifts. Yeah. I will say that. Well done. What else you do, guys? I saw Battle Angel Alita. What did you think of Battle Angel Alita? I enjoyed it. Okay. Cyborgs with swords. You know, can't go wrong. Is it it what I hear as the best current live action translation of manga to screen? uh, Well, considering how much of that there is, (laughs) um, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know much about the uh, manga or the anime at all. So, is there even anime? I don't even know. I I suppose, but um, uh, it was, it was, I think it was done well. Um, The CG is pretty good. CG human faces still can't stand up to real human faces when they're right next to each other. 
So all the scenes where it's a two shot and she's talking to somebody, it's a little bit off. <clears throat> but it's interesting because if she's the only face in the screen on the screen, it is pretty amazing. So, I mean, she has the big anime eyes. Right. You know, they were going for the, uh, uh, the the big girl eyes. So, But I assumed from what I saw of the previews and stuff that not everybody, just she has that, right? Yes. So that's kind of something that points out as being other. Kind of, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Although, Is I mean. Is it just her, the CGI character? I thought there was another couple, couple more. Well, there. no, there's, there's, there's a bunch of CG characters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but hers is the closest to be, being like human, a real person. The others are way out there in terms of their transhumanity, you want to call it. So, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's no doubt that those are other. So, um, but it, it, it had some cool concepts and it, it, I just, I did enjoy it. One of the most heavy-handed a sequel is coming endings you can ever see. <laughs> but if you know anime or manga, it's exactly the way they do it. So, um, so it's interesting. Well, tune it? in next time on Battle Angel Two. <laughs> kind of, sort of, almost. Yeah. Well, to answer your question, yeah. Kirsten, yes. Uh, in addition to a manga, there was a two-part anime video animation released in 1993. All right. I thought I th- thought I'd seen it, but. Apparently, the first two of nine volumes were adapted into a two-part anime original. Oh, all right. Yeah. What is it? What is a satisfactory story? I think so. Um, it was, you know, kind of, kind of the discovery of a sort of an origin thing for her and stuff like that. Don't want to talk too much about it, of but. Um, and it's one of those things where, like in. A lot of manga anime, there's uh, um, the mysterious, shadowy antagonist in the background that everybody talks about, but you don't quite know. And little more gets revealed during the movie, and you know, you be it. It, it it's one of those things where you discover, oh boy, a whole bunch of stuff is really intertwined. And I'm seeing that as a, a big trope in anime. It's just somebody seems like they're an orphan who just happens to be a really good pilot. And by the third episode, it's like, oh, wait, they're related to the woman who kicked the bad guy in the balls 30 years ago. And that's why he's got it out for him. <laughs> so it. Uh, but but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Nice. Uh, nice fighting bits. Uh, nice CG fighting, good performance, f- nice performance from uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, I liked it. I liked the kind of culture surrounding it, too. So, huh. it's fun. It's fun. You've definitely made me more, more interested in seeing it. Well, how many times have you regretted that? Fine point. <laughs> <laughs> I have it I talked people. you into some stuff that you were like, eh. <laughs> I had several people tell me that you got to go check it out, but I don't know. It just it didn't look like something that I found intriguing. So. Okay, well, it's but, visually I mean, spectacular. That's that's what I hear. So yeah. I, I had two people at work tell me you you have to go see this, and I'm like, all right. When you when you sit there and you're like, wow, 
There's I a mean, shit it, ton of this is CGI. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it is a Robert Rodriguez film. So, yes. And I, I have liked everything that he's put out so far. So, and then it's produced by Jim Cameron. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The pedigree is there. Yeah. Yeah. But I probably would have red light it, red light, green light. <laughs> oh, my. oh my! Same, probably. Just, just, on, Same. just based on what I read on Wikipedia about the source material. But manga is not your thing. I like my, some. I like some manga. Okay. I like some manga, but the story has to be really gripping. And just like I said, what I've read so far about this particular one, the source material, it was just kind of eh. All right. Anything else you do this week, guys? I started a weird TV show on Netflix. It was really funny. I just stumbled into it, and I'm like, eh, I'll hit play while I'm working on these. <clears throat> I was doing uh, online applications. And um, it's a Korean TV show called Kingdom. And it. Be, oh, I think I've seen the previous. Yeah, yeah, be careful. Be careful because there is The Kingdom. Or the last kingdom, and That's there good. are other That's titles good. like that. This yeah. one is just kingdom, and it was really funny because it looks like a Korean, you know, period piece, just a swords and you know medieval type thing. And it's not a spoiler because, as Matt s- said, it's it's right there in the uh, previews that you automatically get on Netflix. Yeah, it's a zombie apocalypse. Ooh. So it starts... But in the medieval times. Yeah. It it starts kind of like, oh, a, a Korean Game of Thrones because it's medieval and there's plotting and the royal court and people in, in is it, what's going on. Is it subtitles or is it dubbed? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the uh, uh, preview was dubbed. And God, I just... I can't, I can't handle it. But I can't no, handle it. So the, the movie's actually subtitled. But... Um, yeah, I have my settings on defaulting to subtitle. Okay. So when it started playing, it went to subtitle. I think I did see that preview too, and I and the double voice was terrible. Oh God, dude! It oh, I just can't stand it. But anyway, um, the uh, it it the the whole episode is really about conspiracy in the royal court and this and that, and the crown prince is trying to figure something out. And at the end of it, the uh, zombification spread starts. So it it begins. So, so how many episodes is that? Hmm? Is it one thing? Is it a... No, it's I, I didn't count the episodes, but it's a number of episodes. Okay, but you're not at the end of it yet. That's, oh, no, You no, just no, got no, to no. the point where... It, I just got to the end of the first episode. Oh, so the first episode of the zombie show up. Yeah. Okay. Right at the end. Right at the end. I mean, they, there's there's one hint early on. Um, but it's right at the end that it's like, oh, it's, uh, you know, Snyder's Dawn of the Dead because uh, they look like those type of zombies. Now, are the zombies handled as an actual threat? Because a lot of Korean zombies, they're kind of goofy. Yeah. No, this is I'm not picking up on any goof. Okay. This is this is uh, the, the production design is very nice. It looks good. There's some great shots of the Korean countryside. If, if if this was filmed in Korea, holy shit! It feels like um like same production as um what's the one with uh, Kublai Khan and what was the name of that one? Netflix. Oh, um, um, Marco Polo. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah, but with zombies. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the bog line you know? right there. Or, yeah. or but they're like rage. They're like rage zombies though. Like what yeah. he's talking yeah. about. They're not. Yeah. 
This this uh, this kind of kills me. Like I want to watch this, but I've already I've already got the uh, Ministry of Time that I haven't watched because yeah. it's, it's subtitles, <laughs> and I I don't want to hear that one dubbed. I, I can tell the just listen to the voice of the guys. They're, they're it would be impossible to dub that and make it as good right, as they're right. Well, that and also visually, I just can't fucking handle it. Mm-hmm. The, it it isn't lining up with the lips, and my brain is screaming. Ah, the audio track is out of sync. <laughs> yeah. And, I just I just can't fucking stand it. But it's really good. It's it, it's it's got some good horror jam to it. The way the zombification happens is suitably icky. Mm. Um uh it does get slightly goofy. The, the the transformations slightly goofy, but there's plenty of menace there and yeah, if you got the menace, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm cool. And it and it's and it's brutal eating you alive. Oh yeah, zombie stuff <laughs> and so yeah. So yeah, it's um it's I'm, interesting. I was actually surprised, and I just stumbled into. I'm intrigued. It. Like, like right like right on the previews, you got the one character is like obviously dying or dead, and there's like thirty zombies like just eating. Yeah, oh. and she's dying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sells it. Yeah. I'm intrigued, but man, that really is going to cause a conflict in my brain over the subtitle. Yeah, you don't handle that. No, well. you hate. Yeah, I, I, I don't like bad overdubbing, but I can't stand. It's it's because my eye is always drawn to where the text is, so I miss all yeah. of the action that's going yeah. on because I'm constantly looking down, you know, and, reading the words. And and in the in the dub, the uh-huh. sound quality is actually nice. Yeah. It's good mixing. Okay. So it doesn't have that, you know, that incredibly artificial thing to it. Um, that that sounds like the people are standing right behind you talking oh, while the yeah. movie's going. It it is actually well done, but it's fucking or- Korean. Or the so, over the the, yeah. the, the hammy overacting, mm-hmm. exactly. Whereas, like the 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 emotions on the face don't match yeah. the the dialogue. Yeah, and it's not Hate like that. that. It's not like that at all. Oh, good. But man, oh man, the the Korean mouth and the English sounds. Mm. My brain is just like, turn it off, start over, so that the audio <laughs> the is sync. synced prop. And it just, I just, I can't handle it. Do you remember? Uh, uh, SNL way back in the day there was mm-hmm. Bill Murray's uh, I think it was Bill yeah. Murray's Hercules Mighty Hercules yes. holy crap God. They're, they're acting and they're overacting like what was, what was that genre even called it, uh, it sword and sandal Italian movies right. the Italian sword and sandal <laughs> okay. and, and they're overacting like crazy and I don't I don't, I'm not even sure who was doing the voices but somebody else is doing the voices and I, I, the line I remember is, is uh, he, he, he tells Hercules to pick up a rock and he's out of shape he goes, oh, this rock is too small. This rock is too large. I can pick up a smaller rock. But it, the whole thing is saying that while he's doing these wild motions. I've, I've hurt my back. Yeah. yeah. My back is hurting. Yeah. And it and yeah, it's it's Bill Murray. <laughs> and they emphasize, you know, he's poking out his gut and looking utterly slovenly. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And it and yeah, it reproduced what those dubs were like. Yeah. And it, of, of course, it's starting live. So they do it live with somebody else doing the voice off stage. So it's like brilliant. Yeah. Pretty good take on the Hercules in New York. Oh, Schwarzenegger. God. Yeah, yeah. The bad, the bad dubbing over yeah. Schwarzenegger's well, yeah, dialogue. The, the Steve Reeves Italian oh, yeah. movies. Mm. Those types of things. Oh, uh, Mystery Science Theater, you treat them so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and that just happened tonight, too. 
Oh, wow. I just did. Oh, that was tonight. Yeah. You, you well, were I was, like, well, I was in my coma. I'm going to go die now. And I was like, well, I'll watch this. <laughs> if you had a couch in that front room, he would just stumble in and pass out on the couch. I have a couch. There is a couch in the front there room. Two. Yeah. Oh. But but the cat does sleep on them, so that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's 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 uh it's kit it's uh, Kitmas. Kitmas. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah that's kit, right. Kit, kit Kit got here a year ago. Oh, that Kitmas. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. How adorable. Are what'd you doing you, anything? What'd you get him? Uh, a good pet? Uh, a good yeah. Pet. He yeah. got him food. I got him food <laughs> and water. He got him yeah. a goddamn house. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. He's like, food, well, I was going to say food, water, and shelter. That's what he got, Kit. <laughs> and personal human human removal of his shit and piss. Oh, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't right. even mention that. Yeah. 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 Kit is a king. <laughs> I like Matt going, oh, that's right. Boy, you <laughs> forgot quick. <laughs> that didn't take long, did it? <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt turned oh. bitter fast, you know? <laughs> every, well, every day he, is kitten. He's killed all of his pets, so, you know. Wow. Oh, wow, Oof. Andy. Oof. Yikes. Actually, that cat Man. looked like 112, right? Yeah, the cat was old. Yes. And the dog, too, was old. Uh, Pitbull lived to 18. They're oh, usually nine. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to get the impression that I'm obsessed or anything. Oh, I think <laughs> you, you are obsessed with something. But no, I, but I did play the first fun Warhammer video game I've played in a long time. Dawn of War. No, that is probably the last one before this. And Ultramarine was probably the one before that. Wait, you played Space Marine? Once upon a time, that was great. <laughs> this is a new game. I'm going through all the ones I love. Space Marine <laughs> yeah. was awesome. But anyways, yeah. Warhammer 40K Inquisitor Martyr. Fairly new game. It's Warhammer Diablo. And, Ooh. and it's fun. It's great. It's got that whole Diablo. We we create the dungeon each time, so it's new every time. And it's a, it's a loot fest. And you're playing the Inquisitor, shooting up Nurgles. And, and How do you feel about that? You know what? I have to say. I was very, very happy seeing these models that I've been working on for all this time coming to life in the screen because the cutscenes are great. And so seeing all the nurgly goodness, all the the chaos marines with their intestines wriggling out like tentacles. Ew. Glorious. Seeing the hell brute in action. Oh, my God. Yes, it's... It's yeah, fun. you you wouldn't want to be a chaos marine, Andy. No, you couldn't handle it. Some, sometimes there's a benefit to me and Todd having opposite schedules because I don't have to sit here and listen to him watch um, or listen to him play Warhammer. Yeah, are your schedules way that far opposite? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, completely. I, I, I there are weeks that I, the only time I see him is during the the podcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. So you're working days, or I work I, nights. I work days. He, he works, works days. days. Yes. So usually I'm so why aren't off we? to work when he's coming home. So why aren't we playing Gloomhaven? Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ah, he caught you. Got him. Burn. Because he's got to pee in his minis. All right. And some of those days is me going to bed at 10. Fine. That's for, true, too. Because I get up at 6 for work. So that's that's a big part. I'm glad. I, I've, I've several times I've been out prowling the city at night, and I thought, I'll go over and see Todd. And I'm glad I didn't do that. No, it's a good game. Yeah. <laughs> You would just, have been just a, prowling the town, huh? Heavily yeah. disappointed. Like, it is. It is funny though. Like he's getting up for work, like maybe an hour after I've like gone to sleep. <laughs> so wow, that's how she glows. Anything else, guys? Um, 
Oh, I do want to throw out there. Uh, ToyCon is this weekend. Yes. Oh. Son of a bitch. Oh, Friday, God. Saturday, and Sunday. That's the big classic Vegas toy convention. And they've thrown comic books in there this year, I saw. Comic yeah. Toys and comic Where's book convention. Uh, Westgate. I don't know. Westgate. Oh, that's always touchy for you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Old Star Trek territory. I uh, believe it's in the ballrooms, if I remember correctly. I, I'm glad you said that because I had no idea. Is there going to be a blitz? The ballroom blitz? Yeah. yeah what was it last year at the Orleans? <laughs> I think it was at the Orleans last uh, year, right? Uh, I want to say it was the LVCC last year, but... Uh, no, I believe it was Two years Orleans. ago, it was at the Orleans. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, it was at LVCC. ToyCon? Yeah. No, it's never been at LVCC. It was, th- either, it was either... Bal- no, it was at Bally's, wasn't it? I think Where it was at Circus Circus. Well, yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was at Circus Circus. Circus. I remember walking past Adventure Dome. Because it was split into two parts. <laughs> yeah, one downstairs so and one upstairs. It was so upstairs. dumb, yeah. I, I'm glad they've gone elsewhere. Circus Circus, okay, fine, but they just don't have the space for that. No. So that's happening this weekend if you're here in Las Vegas, so check that out. Cool. Uh, also, the poll is up for the March book for the book club. Uh, I'll be probably shutting that down at the end of this month, so Thursday. So vote if you haven't. Uh, I love every choice, so whatever wins, I'm happy. And uh, let's get into news you don't give a shit about. <laughs> it happens all the time, Andy. Wow. Just... Are you all right there, Todd? No. <laughs> In many ways, no. Oh, wow. I just noticed uh, Peter Cullen and Frank Wilker are going to be. Uh, yes. And uh, the guy that does the voice for Skeletor will be there, too. Oh, wow. Paul? Paul's going to be there? <laughs> Probably. I can, I can guarantee Paul's going to be yeah. there. I'm pretty sure Frank Wilker is... Is everybody Immortal? going here? Is everybody going here? Immortal? Frank Wilker has done like a ton of voices. Uh, he was Megatron, right? Megatron. Yeah. Uh, I believe he also did Skeletor. No, someone else did Skeletor. Someone else did Skeletor. Yeah, Fred. Fred. I'd have to look it up. He's got... like what Frank Wilker has a ridiculously long list of... Yes. Voice credits. So, so I, I I take it back what I said earlier to you, Jeff. I Those three I'd actually be very interested yeah. in meeting. Well, I want to go get my picture taken with the Chips guys. Poncha John. Poncha John. <laughs> yeah. Larry Wilcox and Eric Estrada. They, they're guests of honor. Yeah. They're the, they're the, they're the headliners <laughs> this year. <laughs> ToyCon. ToyCon, Las Vegas. <laughs> Who's all going? So, Jeff, you're going? I'm going Todd, on Sunday. Going? Sunday's the only day I get to I, I Unless I get called into work, I'm off Saturday and Sunday, so I'll probably go one of those two days. I'll, I'll probably go on Saturday. Okay. I'm thinking Saturday, too, seems to be the better choice for me. Let me buy my tickets right now. Fuck. Oh, wow. You're going in right now. Yeah. I wow. Snuck up on me. I'm just going to buy mine at the door. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. the same thing. Fuck I was going to say, there's not much savings from what I could see buying it ahead of time. Yeah. Lay your money down, baby. Lay your money down. Yeah. News you don't give a shit about... An animated series based on Joe Dante's Gremlins is coming to Warner Media's streaming service. The show is set to focus on Mr. Wing, the old man who sold the Mogwai to inventor Randall Peltzer in the original movie, as a young man going on adventures with Gizmo. Warner Brothers Television and Amblin Television, their movie counterparts, produced two films in the franchise, are on board to produce the animated series. Zay Chun, who was behind Gotham and Once Upon a Time, will write and executive produce the project. Written by Chris Columbus and produced by Steven Spielberg, the original Gremlins was released in 1984 and told the story of a group of little monsters that wreak havoc on a small town on Christmas Eve. 
While Warner Media's streaming service doesn't have an official name yet, it will most likely launch sometime this year. However, original content won't be rolled out till 2020. Okay, that that's a- where I was waiting for the other shoe to drop because I'm like, that sounds interesting. Until you said Warner Media streaming service. Yeah, this is for the streaming. Oh yeah, service. I stopped listening when you said that. <laughs> That's also a weird concept because it's it like is him, weird. him wandering around with, with his, his bu- good buddy Gizmo, who he later sells. You're right, especially when you frame it that way. Yeah, well, wow. he didn't sell it. It was the, <laughs> the, the old man didn't sell it. It was the kid in the shop that sold it to, to Peltzer. Yeah, it's been so many years. Is yeah, that what but the old and, man and, knew. Well, but the old the man old came man back knew. and picked him up at the end. Right. After it killed half the town. <laughs> well, yeah. Mogwais are goddamn dangerous. <laughs> So that's happening. Um, sure, it could be good. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to subscribe to Warner Media streaming service to watch that. I kind of got the Jackie Chan Adventures thing in my head when you said that. Okay, which was a fun anime, a fun anime, not anime. Fun. Uh, really? Did you see Jackie Chan Adventures? Not the anime. I, no, I didn't. Say oh, okay. Anime. Yeah, I, I, I misspoke. Oh, got you. No, I, I you, you misspoke. No, <laughs> I'm going to misspoke a lot tonight. Oh God! You know, just, just tonight though. Yeah, I never saw Jackie Chan Adventures. What was the? Uh, it was Jackie Chan and on, his on niece or something, oh, okay. and then there was uh, a weird crime crime syndicate of kind of supervillain types after them. But it was weird and quirky and funny. And Inspector Gadget without the gadget, kind of. Yeah. Right. Was it an anime or was it just a cartoon? It was just a cartoon. Probably just a cartoon. Oh, okay. It was interesting style, but I'd say it's more of a, a traditional cartoon style. News you don't give a shit about. Everyone's favorite costume-wearing bubblegum rock band is back. Bingo, Flegel, Snorky, and Drooper will be doing their first movie in the upcoming film, The Banana Splits. La, 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 la. The story involves a family off to a Banana Splits taping-slash-birthday party for their son, Harley. Eventually, something goes haywire, and people start to die. What? <laughs> I'm not... What? I'm not kidding. The quartet of characters collectively known as the Banana Splits were first introduced in 1968's The Banana Splits Adventure Hour, a Hanna-Barbera variety show that mixed in live action and animation. Their costumes were designed by Sid Marty Croft, who went on to make H.R. Puff and stuff the following year. Jed Elinoff and Scott Thomas are writing the script with Danishka Azerhazy at the helm. The slasher film... I can't correct them. I have no idea. The slasher film will get a theatrical release from Warner Brothers Home Entertainment before its TV premiere on Sci-Fi somewhere <laughs> in 2019. That is such a... It's weird. I thought that Gremlins is a weird concept, but holy crap. Yeah. They're, they're making the banana splits into a horror movie. They're making a Five Nights at Freddy's. I guess, but they're going to a taping of the live show, so they're not doing animatronics. Because that's what I originally thought when I said, okay, they're, yeah, they're aping Five Nights, but no, they're doing the costume banana splits, but apparently one of them's a killer. I I don't get it. Wow. Dude, I guess you didn't pick up on the follow-up story. <laughs> Next year, uh, they'll be doing an HR puff and stuff that deals with sex trafficking. Oh, sure. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you know, Witchy Poo was, you know, totally involved in that shit. Hell yeah. Now you're going to know what the poo means. I could see Sigmund the Sea Monster getting into that, but not H.R. Puffin stuff. Not H.R. Puffin stuff. He's clean, as far as we know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Freddy the Flute, though, that fucker. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Well, one time in band camp. Yeah. That's actually the crossover right there. God damn it. (laughs) I mean, Banana Splits is before my time. Yeah. 
But they did have not that mine. ride at Hanna Barbera Land in King's Island. Of course, I watched that shit. Of course, you yeah. did. When, um, when you were when you were sixty, did you uh, <laughs> did you ever see a show called New Zoo Review? I, yes. I, now I grew up in the goddamn New Zoo Review. Have you, yeah. have you seen the uh, uh, outtakes from the last screening? No, I heard about them, but oh, I haven't seen God. them. It's, it's they're like like vulgar, right? Yes, yes. The, I can't remember which characters, but one of them has like they have like a, a big foam shirt they're wearing, and he jumps up on the table and pulls up the shirt, and he's got his tights on, and he goes, "Eat me!" Oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, what the news review was? It was three costume characters. Yeah. It was a hippo, the frog, the which, frog does, which it. I'm it's sure a frog was, that sounds does like it. the frog. Henrietta hippo, right? Charlie the owl, Freddy the frog, Freddy the. It's frog. an all Freddy evening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, God, I New Zoo Review. I lived and breathed that show as a toddler. Yeah, it's a New Zoo Review. It made Coming me in, right at you. Made to this, me the strange creature that I am today. It makes a lot of sense. Definitely one of the foundations of your personality. Yeah. <laughs> there was that time that Charlie went all goth and he was leading Henrietta around with a chain around her neck. <laughs> <laughs> that makes all the sense. Yeah. Boy, talk about a prescient show. Yeah. Mm. They predicted all that decades before it happened. Yeah. It was the owl moving around little figures on the board. Yeah. It's like complex chess. Hoo hoo. It, it's funny. <laughs> the 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 one very firm memory I have of that show is Charlie the Owl invents a ruler. It's like I I had to measure something and I had to measure it by a foot and I just it's like I have to measure I I can't do that I just wanted something I could do a quick measure so I got this stick and I made it 12 inches and cut it and now I can measure off a foot and they're like oh, Charlie that's a ruler and he's like no I'm going to call it a Charlie and for some reason that <laughs> all these decades yep. since my childhood that is stuck in my brain yeah I'm going to call it Charlie. Nice delivery. I, th- I thought it was dumb as hell until they the deliver. I'm like, yeah, that must have been funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with the Charlie? Well, you know. Nobody wants a Charlie in a box. <laughs> <laughs> and the follow up where they try to convert into the metric system. <laughs> Hey, don't you don't you no, that was bad a great mouth sp- the metric system. No, that I'm not bad mouthing the metric system. It is I'm superior. Bad. You're thinking the Great Space Coaster. Think okay. old different thing. Oh, old different thing. Great Space Coaster. I actually prefer the metric system. The bugaloos. Oh wait, tens and um, zeros and much yeah. 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 You know the exactly. show that I love and I can't huh. remember much about was a thing called the Old Curiosity Shop. I know it exists, but I, I think, don't know anything about it. I think it. the shop must have been a framing device. It had to be. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna find out. Here. But that, but I, I remember that show just tickling me in many ways. Oh. I remember just loving the shop. I love the all. It's like a whole shop full of all weird stuff. So I'm not and, jumping and, on that one. Okay, yeah. I wasn't Why are you looking at me? Well, yeah. Andy was, I was tickled waiting. in the old curiosity shop. I was, I was waiting. Go. Todd got it. Uh, yeah. Todd, Todd Freddy got the it. Frog. <laughs> yeah. Show us on the Andy where you were tickled. <laughs> Andy sits there and tickles himself. Wicked <laughs> <laughs> dig! Yay! That almost sounded like Professor Biggs there. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh. Longtime Nintendo of America president and COO Reggie feels on me will retire. Feels Ami was... Sorry, what's the last name? Feels Ami. Sure. Go on. That's that's the right name. That I is the right is the pronunciation. Right name. I always wow. thought it was Feels Ami. Feels Ami. Feige. Feige. Yeah. <laughs> 
Godot. Godot, yeah. <laughs> Feels amazing. He always had the he always had the best uh, E3 press uh, releases and stuff like that. He was an entertaining fellow. Yes, he was yeah. the embodiment of dad humor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it always, I always tune in Nintendo one. I'm like, I want to see this guy. I it. never liked his presentations. <laughs> I just always you didn't like what he was presenting. Yeah, well, that was part of it, probably. <laughs> Feels to me was uh, with the c- company for 15 years. Will be seceded by NOA's current senior vice president of sales and marketing. Touch, 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 touch me. I'm not kidding here. Yep. His name is Doug Bowser. Oh yeah, right. Quote, it has been my great fortune to work with and be mentored by Reggie for four years at Nintendo of America, Bowser said. Dip, 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 boom, 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 get a job. <laughs> Wrong Bowser. Wow, we're really going down 70s lane, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> and rest assured, we will continue to build on his work and evolve and expand our brand, furthering Nintendo's global mission of creating smiles. There are a million more of those to come, unquote. Uh, Bowser has led the sales and marketing strategy <laughs> for the Nintendo Switch and now the company's fastest-selling console. As far as the, the former v president go, yeah. Feels of Me will be a very visible part of Nintendo's business since he started there in 2003, putting enough personality into presentations, demonstrations, community interaction to become a recognizable name in the gaming world and source of multiple memes. The prominent yeah. figures E3 demos helped kickstart the Wii, and its peripherals leading to their massive success. <coughs> I also wow. like this year that Nintendo was like, fuck you, E3, we're not coming. That was good, too. Everyone's kind of giving the finger to E3 now. I agree. The bi- at least the big console makers are. They're doing their own things. So Hard yeah. to believe he's only been there 15 years. It feels like he's been there longer. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Doug Bowser, that's awesome, though. You really, you can't. Yeah. yeah. It was between two guys, and, and the name alone puts him over the top. His secretary... God damn, I hope her name is Peach. It's mm. got to be. <laughs> this is Peach. If you want to see Bowser, you got to get through me. <laughs> I'm in another castle, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the plumbers are here? Oh, okay, send him up. <laughs> so the show is actually called Curiosity Shop, and it's lost. What do you mean it's lost? They wiped all the discs. They wiped all the... Oh, they did yeah. the record and then film over the yeah. tapes? The, so old, the old BBC recycle, uh, huh? Mm-hmm. So it is gone. Yeah. Officially gone. Somewhere out there. I'm sure there's clips here and there of a couple pieces, but man. Sure. But somewhere out there yep. in some buried thing probably won't exist. Probably nobody. Lost was, things don't stay lost forever. Probably nobody's clamoring for it from me, but maybe, but I remember loving the show. They've probably been discovered already and taped over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Neil Gaiman is reviving a beloved classic. Gaiman has teamed up with the Jim Henson Company and Fremantle Media, the media behind Gaiman's American Gods on Stars, for a new version of The Storyteller, Jim Henson's 1987 anthology series that offered new interpretations of classic fairy and folk tales. Gaiman will script the series and serve as executive producer alongside Lisa Hensman, CEO of the Jim Henson Company and Henson's daughter, who helped inspire the series with her own folklore studies. Like the original series, the new storyteller will adapt various stories from folklore, but will be updated for the binging kind of audience, quote-unquote, according to Gaiman. Speaking to Deadline, Gaiman outlined his starting point for the series. Quote, part of what fascinates me about the storyteller is the stuff we don't know, he said. Who was the storyteller? Why was he telling these stories? 
Was he a goblin? What kind of creature? I'd love to do an inside story that's as long as the outside story. Unquote. Gaiman is a self-taught expert in fairy tales and folklore and has spoken frequently of his childhood love of mythology that ultimately translated into a career of a storyteller himself. Stories like The Sandman and American Gods frequently deal with characters from folklore and mythology. And in 2017, he released Norse Mythology, featuring his own retellings of several classic Norse myths. The original Storyteller series featured scripts by Oscar winner Anthony Mengele and directed by Jim Henson, among others, and John Hurt played the storyteller. Oh. They're going to get him back for this, though? Uh, no. Okay. They'd have to bring him up with Roger Ebert and Gene <laughs> Siskel. <laughs> if... <laughs> Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I was going to say, did you just long, see Pet, Pet Cemetery recently, Andy? <laughs> what kind of creature is the storyteller? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I think I have the storyteller in DVD somewhere uh, over here, but I've never watched it. Yeah. And I, I, I've seen a lot of visual stills that really intrigued me. There's something, I don't know why I wasn't able to see it. It was either on cable or something at the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I remember it existing, but I don't think I've ever seen a bit of it. But I know that people that have watched it really, really loved it. Yeah. MGM has purchased Sylvester Stallone's dark superhero <laughs> movie concept. The studio has acquired the spec script, Samaritan. Hey, hey yo, why are you laughing, man? Why are you laughing? I ended the sentence earlier in my head. Oh, I had him just purchasing Sylvester Stallone. I'm sorry? I had him just purchasing Sylvester Stallone. Purchasing Sylvester Stallone? Yes, when you started the sentence, you, you got to, they have purchased <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, and I'm like, gotcha. That's all I needed. Gotcha. <laughs> I see. I see where you're, I, I see where I made the mistake. <laughs> The studio's a squad. <laughs> Thank you. Way to go, Andy. You broke the show. You broke it. Broke it or fixed it. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Definitely broke it. <laughs> yes, Andy. Even a stopped podcast is right twice a day. <laughs> the studio has acquired the spec script Samaritan from writer Bragi S. Shoot, who wrote Escape Room. And Stallone's recently formed Balboa Productions banner in an apparent bidding war. Oh, my God. He's really running with that, huh? Yeah. Well, remind me of what the hell that is. What is? <laughs> Balboa Park banner, whatever. <laughs> is it a version of the Hulk? <laughs> you really are tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> It's a production company uh-huh. called Balboa Productions. Oh. And it's their banner. Oh, oh. Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> and when they're subjected to gamma rays, <laughs> they turn into, uh, <laughs> hey, oh, I'm, I'm green now. Why am I so green? <laughs> Details are sparse at the moment, apart from it being a dark superhero story with Stallone attached to Star. MGM will develop the project with Stallone's Stallone. attached to a star. Yep, there we go. We're back to Captain Marvel. <laughs> MGM will develop the project with Stallone and Braden Aftergood of Balboa. Uh, Shoot will also serve as executive producer. Production is set to begin sometime this year. Did you mention who was involved with it? <laughs> Call back. God, damn it. Goofy last week. God damn it. You actually looked at me for a I minute. Did. Like, what you I know, did. I know I'm a story behind, but it suddenly <laughs> dawned on me. 
Todd can say Neil Gaiman's name correct, but he can't say any other goddamn person's name correct on the I say on the all show. the next names correct. I no. stand behind. I agree with him. Yes. He says them all correct. Kevin Fige, yes. Gal Kevin Gadot. Fige, Gal Gadot. Um, I don't know. What other, <laughs> what other names do Matt, I not give Matt a shit about? Keep a straight face over here while he's saying that. He's like... It's <laughs> pork right every time. Pork. Yeah. Like the rest of them. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando Resort has announced that they will unveil Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure to the attraction later this year. Oh, yeah, that's the roller coaster. Yeah, this new roller coaster ride. Muggles can know what it's like to fly with Hagrid around the grounds of Hogwarts Castle and beyond while on his motorbike that plunges into the paths of some of the Wizarding World's rarest magical creatures. The attraction opens June 13th. At the Hogsmeade section of the attraction. That's pretty darn quick. Yeah. Yeah, they've been working on it for a while. I saw it on one of the um, theme park exploration videos. I'll be there in May. God damn it. So which is is this the one in California or the one in Florida? Florida. Florida, okay. He did say Universal Orlando. Orlando. Not not Orlando. I'm I'm, I'm cutting off sentences early for my own amusement. I can't follow the rest of this shit. (laughs) Did you mention where Orlando is? Uh, yes. So what's Orlando Bloom doing? In- yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Trust he's, me, he's though, Matt. He's apparently writing Hagrid. I don't know what that means. Yeah. The music's by Tony Orlando. I've, I've seen that porno. And Dawn. And Dawn. You'll, and you'll Dawn? Have, you'll have plenty to see, even if you don't get to ride this roller coaster. Yeah. I mean, well, we spent, t- when I was there for Barry's birthday, we spent two days just in the Wizarding World um, in the two the two parks that it spans across. So, yeah. <laughs> It is like the third, the, the second half of the second day was where I finally had to say, you know, if I don't get the chance to see anything else, I got to go now. So I had to and, and break off from the pack. And let's be real. If you did go a month later when this opened, that would be your entire park experience yeah. for as long as that line would you be. You would be yeah. waiting in that line. I mean, depending on what time of the year you go, the lines are pretty reasonable and they do seem to move people through fast. I will tell you, Best secret, go in the single rider line every single time. Even if it, even if you and Paulette well, want to go on be, at the same we're gonna time. Going, we're going to get express passes. You don't need to get the express passes. Uh, go in the single rider line and even... Just break up with Paulette. <laughs> no, we're... we're <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there, Andy, if you let me finish. <laughs> Usually, even if you two want to get on the same ride together, you'll probably get on at the same time because yeah, they fill on. in. If it's just the two of you, they'll fill in the last couple seats and you get right on and save tons of time. I know, well, and you don't have to spend all the extra money on the Express well, Pass. I'm not expending the money, so. All right. Well. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. The money's spending the money, and what she says goes. No, no, she's not even spending the money. Oh, well, in so. that case, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Be a man. Pay for it. Jesus. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I hate to bring down the party. Got some, oh, no. Some oh, wait, wait, wait. Is that oh, some <laughs> deaths? Some deaths? Uh, yeah. Or it's Lando. I'm sorry? Or Orlando. Orlando! Oh my god! Orlando. Good job. That was good. Andy didn't even do that one. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Look at him. He's all jealous and shit. I am. I'm jealous (laughs) as hell. (laughs) Solo Orlando? Orlando Carissa made of ore. That'd be kind of cool. 
like Cole. Wando. He did it. See, that, you 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 threw the gauntlet down. No, no, he's like Cole. What? Really, Andy? <laughs> That's an ore. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> Oh, never mind. Just yeah. Todd? Iron would be I an ore. I sit here a broken man. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first ore I could think of. I'm sorry. Hello, darkness. My it's not friend. an ore. It's not an ore. <laughs> it's and not? it's coal. No. I guess I don't know the definition of ore. Stop playing Minecraft. <laughs> metals. Oh, now, you know what? Ore is only metals? Yes. Yeah. Iron ore. St- Looking that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Good. Good. Wow. You, you yeah, sit you, there you and look that. that up. <laughs> For the next 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we can finish the podcast. <laughs> Beverly Owen. The actress known for playing the initial Marilyn Munster on CBS's The Munster sitcom has uh. passed away at the age of 81. The Munsters was a comedy about a family of monsters modeled after Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula and the Wolfman, and their interactions with normal people who are often spooked by them. The character of Cousin Marilyn was the only regular person on this family of misfits. After 13 episodes aired in 1964, Owen left the series to get married and was replaced by Pat Priest. Also... We lost Morgan Woodward, who appeared twice on the original Star Trek television series in separate but well-remembered guest roles. Dr. Van Gelder was one. In the addition of the roles in Cool Hand Luke and Dallas, Woodward is familiar with X-Files fans as the older version of 1940s serial murderer Harry Coakley. Uh, Woodward made his first... Holy shit. Made his first Star Trek appearance as Dr. Simon Van Gelder. In the season one, Dagger of the Mind episode. Oh, let me see if I can guess the other one before you get to it. Okay. Uh, I know it. Captain Tracy, right? No. Oh, yes. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> you were getting the eyes from Kay. He was like, what? <laughs> the episode's called the Omega Glory, but sure. The Omega played Captain Glory, Tracy. Yeah. Season two as the uh, role of USS Executive Starfleet Captain Ronald Tracy. E plebnista. <laughs> oh. Nordor former Fektunen. Yeah. We, the... People. <laughs> that was like the most Shatner it was. delivery of the entire series. <laughs> we. The, do it again, Jeff. We. The. People. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> he must have at some point done The Raven. I gotta hear him doing The Raven. You're right. He has to have somewhere. <laughs> and you're right. It must be listened to. Yes. If you enjoyed Eli Roth's History of Horror via its in-depth talks with Stephen King, Linda Blair, Jamie Lee Curtis, Quentin Tarantino, and other horror and pulp icons, AMC and Shudder have a lot more where that came from. A new extended play edition of Roth's Shudder docuseries is soon to arrive in podcast form, in the process serving up lengthier, extended, and uncut versions of the edited sit-down interviews that previously had been edited for television. Eli Roth's History of Horror Uncut will debut on both iTunes and at Shudder, teasing, teasing even deeper depths into the stories behind the scares with, quote, the masters of horror including Stephen King, Greg Nicotero, Rob Zombie, Quentin Tarantino, Edgar Wright, Tippi Hedren, and Tony Todd to explore the genre's biggest themes and reveal the inspirations and struggles behind its past and present, unquote. Hmm. The first uncut episode, an extended talk with Stephen King, was released on iTunes on February 22nd, with new episodes arriving twice weekly. Shutter subscribers will get access to all the podcasts at once, beginning 
uh, this last February 22nd. Uncut isn't the only genre podcast Shudder is unveiling, though. She Kills, hosted by Adrian Barbeau from Escape from New York and The Fog, will put the spotlight on the women of horror via notable women, actors, directors, writers, and journalists in frank and revealing conversations about female representation and inclusion in genre filmmaking, according to the service. The 10-episode series will land on Shudder on March 1st for subscribers. The first podcast will arrive on iTunes the same day, with additional episodes appearing twice weekly. Too bad it's on iTunes, but yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I still haven't watched all of those on uh, the DVR. You know what? I still got two more to go. So yeah. I haven't finished them either, but what I have seen, I've really enjoyed. Well, I started watching uh, a couple of them, and just it's fascinating. I mean... I love all that behind-the-scenes stuff, and especially when they're addressing things that I grew up watching, you know, getting to hear all the, you know, the little inside stories about all that stuff. Yeah. Just fascinating. And you horror writers, uh, horror readers, and fans of Stephen King, if you haven't gone on YouTube to look up interviews with Stephen King or even just his lectures at colleges, you are missing out because that man is an entertaining speaker. He is super down to earth, and and his question and answer stuff is just great. Whether you're into his work or interested in writing, either way, check it out. Yeah. On writing is still amazing. Best book on writing I've yeah. ever read. Yeah. So I was today years old when I found out what a war was. <laughs> <laughs> an or? <laughs> Although, Although, Cole was considered just... an or for a long time. Was it? Oh, back yeah, in your, well, back back in your, your day. Yeah, well, back in your day. My day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is an or a British prostitute? Yes. <laughs> or or maybe a thing you use to row a boat? Who's responsible for these dirty oars in the corner? <laughs> oh, my. Or the core part of a metal that gets refined? Yeah, that, that, that'd be a tricky moment when they tell, Andy, go throw some ore in the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, <laughs> I, I know you're and oh. <laughs> a movie version of the old guard graphic novel has been in the works. Netflix has picked up the adaptation of writer Greg Ruckus and artist Leonardo Fernandez's comic book tale of immortal soldiers with Charlize Theron in the lead role as 5,000-year-old Andronica the Scythian. Uh, Kiki Lane, from If Beale Street Could Talk, has also joined the cast. Written by Rucka and helmed by Cloak & Dagger director Gina Prince By the Wood. Oh, sorry. By the Wood. By the Wood. By the Wood. My uh, sister-in-law's last name is, well, her full name is Alexis Bywater. Her name is A Sentence. <laughs> Alex is by water. Yeah. <clears throat> Not many can say that. No, it's true. This next thing's a sentence, too. The old guard <laughs> follows Andy and the others of her group of immortal soldiers. Andy? They, well, her name's Andronica, but they call her Andy. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to play the role, Therese Theron. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. We got he's, he's Charlie Theron or F. Andrew Taylor. I don't know, guys. <laughs> I well, mean, I you think... Said, you heard hear me said. out, hear me out, hear me out. For F. Andrew Taylor, okay? He stumbles through... You know, you laugh. But if I could cast Jeff Strand's novella, Cyclops Road, 
with Charlize Theron in the female lead and Andy Taylor in the male lead, it would be fucking perfect. I am willing to do it. <laughs> Have your people call my people. First, let's get Andy some people. <laughs> well, it's us. 2 a.m. Celestia gets woken up with a phone call. What? It's 2 a.m. Yes. Uh, we're we trying to. We, we need to uh, set Andy up with Charlize Theron in a movie. She's, it's too early for this. I got to feed the baby in an hour. I was going to say, you're, you're confusing. She's probably already up with the baby yeah. at 2 a.m. 2 a.m., she's awake. Yeah. Oh, okay, you hear that, folks? She's awake at 2, so go ahead and call in. Right. <laughs> 9 a.m., not so much. <laughs> 2 a.m., definitely. The old guard follows Andy and others in her group. <laughs> Andy? <laughs> we got through this. <laughs> of immortal soldiers, each gifted with a mysterious ability to never age or die. Well, that's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I do, but I do get punchy. <laughs> through history, they've covertly sold their services as mercenaries, but... Things grow more dicey for Andy and the group of the 21st century when they discover the existence of a new immortal and their extraordinary abilities are exposed. You're all just picture me as Furiosa, right? I don't want to see yes. Andy exposed. <laughs> I'm just putting that right out there. Uh, no, <laughs> no premiere date yet. <laughs> oh, boy. Does the show ever get on the rails? Nope. Okay. Not we're just driving not in nine years. We're just driving the train down the dirt road. We were two wheeling it down the track the whole episode. <laughs> A nineties era video game thought to be lost to time is finally getting to see the light of day thanks to Analog's upcoming throwback console, the Mega SG, capable of emulating over two thousand titles for the Sega Genesis. The Mega SG will include. Hardcore, a side-scrolling sci-fi action shooter developed by Digital Illusions, a.k.a. DICE, in 1994. However, the original release was reportedly canceled after 99% of it had been completed. Analog creators of the Mega SG noted that the game has drifted around in various versions as a long-lost title for decades, but now it's finally getting an official drop 25 years later. Quote, it has become one of the most sought-after unreleased video games, Analog wrote in a statement. We're thrilled to announce that Hardcore is being released for the first time ever on Mega SG. The only known source code of the game was stored on a single dead hard drive that was barely recovered. Just recently, the Video Game History Foundation recovered an unfinished copy of SimCity, an original 8-bit adaptation for the NES that never got released, despite being announced in the early 1990s. The Mega SG, which costs $189.99, ships this April. And in case you don't need a new throwback console, Hardcore is also getting a release on the PS4. Wow. 25 years later. How the times have changed. 99% finished and they don't release it. Now it's like (laughs) 65% finished and let's put it out there. I was just thinking like, (laughs) so side-scroller? Yeah. How, so those loot boxes, are they? <laughs> <laughs> How are they going to figure in the loot boxes? If you want to take this shortcut door. <clears throat> 99 cent. Netflix announced that it has renewed its horror series, The Haunting of Hill House, for a second season. The series will return as part of a new overall deal with creator Mike Flanagan and executive producer Trevor Macy, but will feature, quote, a new story with all new characters in what Netflix is now referring to as the Haunting Anthology. 
Shortly after the announcement, the show's official Twitter account revealed the title for season two, The Haunting of Bly Manor, named for the setting of Henry James' classic ghost story, The Turn of the Screw. A reimagining of Shirley Jackson's novel of the same name, A Haunting of Hill House, followed the Crane family as they dealt with the lingering threat of a haunted mansion at various points throughout their lives. The series was critically acclaimed and a streaming hit for Netflix, but it also came to a pretty clear resolution by the end of its 10-episode run. Converting the series to an anthology format, similar to what Ryan Murphy did with American Horror Story and Noah Hawley did with Fargo, will allow the Lyle Flanagan, Macy, and company to explore new ghost stories while retaining a popular brand and perhaps tonal sensibility. Flanagan and Macy are busy finishing up Dr. Sleep, their adaptation of the Stephen King novel of the same name that Flanagan wrote and directed and Macy produced. And with that in mind, and the teased release date, we could possibly get The Haunting of Bly Manor in time for Halloween 2020. Did you watch that uh, Haunting of Hill House? It's one of the things I've wanted to share with my wife. So I saw like the first episode. That's all we've gotten the chance to get together and watch for it. But what I saw, I enjoyed. IDW Publishing is launching a new Star Trek comic book series chronicling the final year of the USS Enterprise's original five-year mission to seek out new life and new civilizations. Hmm. Entitled Star Trek Year Five, the series follows the famous crew of the Enterprise as they head back to Earth and examine how the mission impacted them one by one. This series will be penned by a revolving roster of writers, including Brandon Easton, Jody Hauser, Jim McCann, and team of Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing. Greenlight. Although this isn't the first time Spock, that I had so the end over the four years, I fucked so many green, blue, purple women. Well, now you've you've, you've revealed the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't. There's no. What point. did you do? Oh, Captain, I uh, was uh, looking through this uh, spyglass the whole time. I am now blind. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Although this isn't <laughs> the first time that the end of the five-year mission has been covered within Trek lore, the animated series from 1973 to 74, is assumed to take place during the final two years of that original mission. Year 5 will be the first serialized storyline to definitively take place during the conclusion of that original mission. The new series launches in April. Uh, I wonder if they'll, based on that, I wonder if they'll have the weird characters from the animated show in there. Maybe. That'd be cool. It's possible. So, there'll definitely be a Harry Mudd episode. It's gotta be. It's... (laughs) Yeah, I was actually uh, contract, right? quite intrigued by that. Uh, and there's uh, great artwork for like the original cover by, um, oh, shoot, what's the guy's name? He, he's done a lot of sci-fi artwork, but like one of his most well-known is uh, One Sheet for Star Wars. But it's the first time he'd ever done artwork for Star Trek. Hmm. I'm going to have to look that guy's name up because it's driving me crazy right now. Yeah. Look uh, up or while you're at it. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't need to look up no ore. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for some red light, green light. All right. Is that your real accent? Yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> I've had this for years. What? This is how I talk. Don't make fun of me just because of where I come from. So we're down the turnpike. We're not We're not in New York. We're... Who the fuck knows what this accent is? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Gary, Indiana. I didn't. I think, yeah. I think it was Gary, Indiana. Random gangster. All right, so we got some pitches uh, for some shows. I needed to tell me if you want to put some of your uh, corporate money behind this. Uh, so first, <laughs> first, sure. first red light, green light. Oz 
is coming to the small screen everywhere from Legendary Entertainment and Ed Rycourt, screenwriter of Now You See Me. Unlike previous adaptations, the upcoming show is set to focus on unexplored aspects of Bomb's creations. Oh, that Oz. Okay. In particular, the plot revolves around the return of a witch who arrives from a long exile, bringing war and unease with her. Oz's only hope rests on the shoulders of a servant girl, quote, who may become the most powerful and dangerous woman in the land, unquote. In addition to writing the show based on Baum's series of novels, Rycourt will also serve as producer. His other credits include Wayward Pines, Marvel's Jessica Jones, and Jordan Peele's reboot of The Twilight Zone. No director is attached. So what do you think of this Oz? Is it literally based on the Baum books? Or they My understanding from- is he's basing it on the character of the books, but I don't think he's telling the story of the books. I think he's telling a whole new original story, but using those outer limit return to Oz characters. Mm. Your Ozbas and your pumpkin heads. Yeah, yeah. Your wheelies. I'm going to green, green light. light. Yeah. Sure, yeah, I'll green light it too. On that one. Red light. Nah, you had enough uh, Oz in your life? Yeah. Is that what it comes down to? No more it Oz. Really, yeah. I'm done, done with Oz. Yeah. It's been done a lot. It's been a lot done of, a lot. lot of TV Oz, TV movies. Yeah, you know, it's public domain, movies. so it's you know doesn't cost him sure. much to. Yeah, I'm just kind of over it. All right, so one red light, uh, three green. Three light. green I'm gonna also going to green light it just because I, I like the. Exp- so many takes of Oz either focus on the Dorothy story mm-hmm. that we all know and love, and that's why they do it because they want to harken back to what we know and love. And she's only in. The first couple books, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a whole slew of other things to deal with. And some of other, to Return to Oz is probably the the one that most dealt with other Oz things. But yeah, there's so much more. And I mean, given that they're probably going to do an original story with this, I, I'm very nervous about that. But I'm also excited about the aspect of using these other bomb creations and bringing them to life so I, I have to green light this one even though i'm a little nervous about it can we get some coffee in here it's kind of in this boardroom here no you want coffee <laughs> you pay for your own coffee wow <laughs> what do you think we're made coffee of money is for closers it's <laughs> oh. last oh, time oh, my oh. studio's coming yeah. in here Right. Second, second who, who, place. Who the hell told you you could work with men? <laughs> second place, set of steak match. Third place, you're fired. <laughs> Red light, green light. Author Michael Chabon's alternate history novel, The Yiddish Policeman's Union, is being developed by CBS TV Studios from a script by Chabon and his wife, writer Aliette Waldman. The project is to be shopped shortly to premium cable and streaming outlets. In the spirit of works like Philip K. Dick's The Man in the High Castle and Philip Roth's The Plot Against America, Chabon's 2007 novel was set in an alternate timeline in which Jewish refugees settled on the Alaskan panhandle during World War II while the state of Israel was destroyed in 1948. As the community faces the threat of exile once again, a Jewish police officer named Meyer Landsman must solve a murder that could have ramifications for the political institution that's coming to a boil. The book won a number of science fiction awards, including two of its highest honors, the Nebula Award and the Hugo Award for Best Novel. 
Jabin himself has worked in and around the genre with other projects, including his Pulitzer Prize-winning novel The Amazing Ventures of Cavalier and Clay from 2000, a number of sci-fi short stories, and a screenplay work on Spider-Man 2 and John Carter. His most recent recently gotten involved with the Star Trek Discovery short film spin-offs and the writing of upcoming Jean-Luc Picard Star Trek series. Nice. So, Chavin's the Yiddish Policeman's Union for CBS TV Studios. Red light, green light. Green light, because I love everything I've read, I've loved, has I've loved. Um, but also because I'm, I'm hoping this will spark somebody doing Cavalier and Clay. I'd love to see that oh. as a I know, series. I know, it's... It, um... That's like that is kind of surprising that this would be. Yeah, he also, if I'm remembering correctly, he also did a lot of non-genre stuff, like Wonder Boys, with. Uh, what is the secret of your power? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> with uh, Michael Douglas and uh, Toby Maguire. So his stuff has been done, mm-hmm. and it's amazing that they nobody's touched Cavalier and Clay. Maybe they were waiting for Stan Lee to die. I don't know. Yeah. Perhaps, and is it? I, I, I've always heard it pronounced Shaban. Is Chabin? It's Chabin. The okay. article <laughs> I read had him saying that actually he's not French, so Chabin is closer. Is but correct. He goes with Shaban because so many people pronounce it that way. Or okay, interesting. Okay. I don't understand letting people dictate how your name's pronounced, but yeah. hey. It's Listen, Godot. it's Godot. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> right. Green light. All yeah. right. Green light. I will also green light. Yeah, I like wow. green, green, lights, yeah. green lights across the board. Yeah. If for nothing else, his pedigree. So, and yeah. it sounds well, like... Not, apparently and, his pedigree is in French. <laughs> <laughs> and I love alternate history stuff, so please, yeah. more of that. More of that. All right. Red light, green light, gentlemen. Deadline is reporting that there's a live-action Resident Evil TV series in the works at Netflix. Red light. No official details at the point, but Netflix is apparently developing the zombie-killing sequel as a global original with Constantin Film. The German distribution company is one behind the Resident Evil film franchise. The production is currently in search of a showrunner. Series will further explore the mythology behind Resident Evil while keeping the same basic story structure, which is centered on the nefarious Umbrella Corporation and the T-Virus outbreak. It's also possible it could be used as a setup for a rebooted movie franchise. So, Netflix bringing you some Resident Evil. Red, Red light, light or green light. Red, Red from that. Fast. You know, I'm, I'm going to go with you on that one, too. I think that the franchise has been beat to death. Yeah. yeah. Red light, I think it's it's lived its day. I think it's passed when it was... Oh, so been, you wanted to be a zombie. Would have been popular enough to, to carry a series. So. I, I didn't get the reference. It's lived its day. It's Okay, what was your red light, green light? You know what? Green light, because Andy's right. It's lived its day, so as a zombie picture, it should be resurrected. That's that's some interesting way. With with horrible results, it's resurrected? What are you Uh, trying to say, Kay? (laughs) What he's trying to do is he knows there's a bunch of red lights. He wants to green light it. That way, if somebody else picks it up and it's a big hit, he can say, I told you so. That and girls love a rebel. Mm. <laughs> a rebel daddy, no, no, a loner. No. I'm, you, you missed that. They like a red bull. That's oh. <laughs> so the first movie, when the, la- when, when the laser good. grid comes yes. across, 
It's always annoyed me that it, the laser grid somehow cubes the guy because mm-hmm. it's should be turned into square spaghetti. Yeah, it doesn't. There's no up and down. Yeah, yeah, kind of right. Yeah, but you know what? You know what's funny? Because I, I remember I was remember sitting in the theater downtown Toronto, and uh, that happened. It goes, and I remember someone in the front row like, "Show the pieces! Show the pieces! Show the pieces!" I was like, "Wow." I remember that. <laughs> show yeah. the pieces, and they never showed them. You just see them like, like yeah. it's fuzzy or whatever in the background. You see them like, yeah, yeah, cube down. <laughs> I just remember show the pieces, show the pieces. I was like, that's a fucking killer right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> was he from, was he visiting from Florida or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, I always remember that. Uh, I've never been a fan even that first one which is an okay movie yeah that I'm one's not a good say, one i'm not gonna say it's a good movie you know what pissed it's, me off about that it's an okay movie with some good moments you know what pissed me off about? so you got Mili, Mili Mili, jo- whatever yeah. west of s jovovich <laughs> jovovich oh. character and you had that one it guy the one tech trooper guy that did everything i was like this guy's gonna make it he's like i got the door open all right everyone's oh we just lost four more soldiers all right i'm hacking this computer got it all right no oh we found the cure got it <laughs> this one guy and then He's like, okay, the train's working. Then I was like, fuck, man, I wanted him to make it. Yeah. That one guy, the one tech. Have you played guy. the game before? Yeah, I know. Because that happens in every. Yeah. But yeah. I was cheering for that guy. I didn't even <laughs> care about Mila jo- Jovovich. Yeah. I was like that one guy. Well, the director wasn't fucking him. That's true. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that's <Well>. true. <laughs> I fell asleep in the third one. <laughs> was it you actually one? made it to the third one? I made it to the third. Which one. is the one that takes but has a scene in Vegas. Second one, I, uh, yeah, it was the third one. Third one, yeah, because no. yeah, uh, that's uh, that's not the way the desert works in Vegas. No, it doesn't become sand up to the top of the. Uh, yeah, nope, mountains, nope. No, it's it's just a it's just broken story. I just never could get behind it, even from the beginning. <laughs> I think they're all getting behind Resident Evil for the story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your your point's very well made. <laughs> But there was hope. Uh, I remember bits and pieces. I remember there's a scene where she runs on a building. I don't remember what that one is. That was cool. <laughs> they do is use a descender and she runs on a building. But that's all I remember about that movie. It was probably the second one, right? Okay, maybe. I don't, I don't all, know. All I know Just, is they made her into this weird superhero. Yeah. They were all terrible. After I mean, the first one, like he said, was okay. Mm-hmm. But all the rest of them were just terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, even when they started trying to work in actual video game characters from the series, Mm -hmm. just goddamn awful. Mm. I'm not sure if we'd done this one, so so stop me if we did, all right? Red light, green light. The CW ordered a pilot based on the 1987 vampire film The Lost Boys. I think we did that one. I think we did, too. That sounds very familiar. Probably what I forgot to erase off this list. Uh Erased from kind of What kind of... Yeah, whatever. No, no, go ahead. You got no, questions. No. I got answers. What no, you got? No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> what about no. Lost Boys, the TV series you want to know? No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> That's why you weren't Next. me. I would have pushed on that. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> do I know it. All right, this one instead. Red light, green light, gentlemen. In a union that's been described as equal parts true blood and sons of anarchy. Dream Street Entertainment and Lone Tree Entertainment reportedly have picked up on a pair of hot-selling paranormal books for the development into a single scripted TV series, Cade's Dark Embrace and Demon. So 
Oh, wait, Damon. Damon books. D a e m o n. No, just D a m o n. Damon. Really? No, not 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 the English awesome spelling of demon. Damon. Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Books by best-selling authors Kim Gross and Teresa Gableman, respectively, are being fused into a single-story world for TV. Cade's Dark Embrace tells the story of a female detective who teams up with an alpha male vampire to solve a series of ritual murders while the romantic tension between them builds. Okay. Damon follows protagonist Damon DeMasters, a true vampire warrior, as he attempts to beat back humans' drug-like addiction to vampire blood. Uh, I'm just going to call this Cade's Dark Embrace. What do you say for red light, green light? I'm not even going to get started on the fact that there's no such thing as an alpha male, but red light. Yeah. Maybe well, in vampires there are. No, actually, yeah, because I think he mm. uh, really hates Last Jedi, <laughs> and he votes down <laughs> Captain Marvel, so... No, that's toxic masculinity. <laughs> Oh, so, whoops. <laughs> oh, and that's, and that's what the vampires are trying to stop because they're addicted to it. <laughs> Andy, folks, Andy, we have to deal with him every oh, Monday. And so do you. Sometimes every I time just you... picture like an angel dying and falling out of the sky when Andy says a joke. <laughs> every time Andy tells a joke, an angel loses its wings. <laughs> They hit the ground, they get up, dust themselves, like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Andy, god damn it. <laughs> All right, red light, green light. Oh, yeah. hey, green light. Green, green light. light. Yeah, yeah green, green light. light. Oh, red light. Yeah. So we got two reds, two greens. You're the deciding factor. I'm out. This oh. sounds horrible to me. So oh. that's three reds. Sounds then. terrible. Three reds. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What, what, did you, what did you like so much about it? I like the fusion. I haven't read the books. Yeah. Okay. But the fusion. idea of taking two separate franchises and putting them together because uh, my my guess is un, unless they're doing three characters <coughs> fan fiction <coughs> the, <laughs> oh you I don't mean know, like that? comic books um <laughs> the the uh the, the have you, you know read star trek and the green lantern core <laughs> no it doesn't work no no i'm i'm, I'm just talking about oh, okay. comic books comic right. books are fan fiction they have they been can for decades. Be. Yeah. Well, they be. are, dude. All the writers wow, are fans. This, this got really all the writers grew up here. loving the properties. I don't think that's how fan fiction is defined. Yeah. But it is fan fiction. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. But- so saying <laughs> fan fiction as a dismissive thing, it's like there's billions to be made from fan fiction. Billions. Just, just look at Twilight knockoff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. Yeah. Look at Avengers, Infinity War. Lee and Kirby didn't write or uh, draw Infinity War. Thanos wasn't even invented by Lee or Kirby. Yeah, all movies are fan fiction when it cut when you broaden it that wide. Yeah. yeah. Roy Thomas, who is uh, the writer who followed after Lee on many of the titles in the seventies was a fan. He was a teenager who started at DC and very quickly went to Marvel. And it's weird how I can agree with nearly everything you say. It still does agree with you. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I, I know. I'm sitting because, here going, I'm like... Because you're wedded to 
fan fiction as a pejorative. Well, I'm, but I'm like, defining fan fiction as it's defined in the dictionary as, you know, typically some kind of a, you know, fan-crafted, weird mix-up <laughs> of genres. I, I, I'll look it up if you right. want, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, dude, I and know, typically a, I know exactly what you're talking fiction. about, but I've always... I'm, well, I'm no, no, no. No, let's talk slash fiction now. Let's, no, let's start doing those fiction. movies. Mm. Not shipping, but um, I've always... I, I just... I used to hear people make dismissive claims of, oh, fan fiction. And sure, there's the forum For what stuff, they're talking about. Which you is know that's absolutely what they're hideous. About. But yeah. at the same time, comic books are fan fiction. Yeah. They are. TNG. TNG. How many scripts for Star Trek came in from fans as well as people who worked on TOS? Right? Uh, DS9. Ira Stephen Bear would talked about how they loved original series and wanted to call back to it in stuff. So it's it's like... So the, the only difference between fan fiction and produced television film fiction is gatekeepers and editors really what it comes down to and and production budget yeah. and money paid if there's any money paid at all tie-in novels i mean there's i you know i understand what what jeff's talking about but at the same time it's like it, um there, there's plenty out there that's basically fan fiction it's just you see jeff you forgot to add on the internet to your <laughs> to your statement <laughs> if you've done that that's, oh come on! You've been to cons, yourself. you know, where people are trying to sell their fanfic scripts on the oh my God. on the tables yeah. that are just goddamn horrible. I are, are, are they? Yeah, they used to. Yeah. I, I've not seen this. Oh I've, yeah, they used are to you sell. Serious? I'm yeah. serious. Yeah, no, no. They, Have dude, you bought some? Is that dude, what you're they in? used they used to like mimeograph. Yeah. And then and then home staple their fucking zines. What? And it's a picture of Kirk and Spock very poorly drawn by right. an artist friend looking at each other lovingly and you're just like why yikes did you buy it no oh come on oh, i mean shoot it. they were doing that as recently as the first comic-con i went to in 05 yeah so. i mean you're the right, internet that, li- made that little miniature art artist alley where everything's all tightly scrunched yeah. together yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and those oh, comic yeah. books that for are for some reason they're always in the far corner <laughs> but but yeah oh yeah dude it's not an internet uh spawn phenomenon the like the internet can, just broadened its yeah, horizon it just it just gave it fresh soil and plenty of water <laughs> and manure yeah oh yeah well they already had enough manure but anyway yeah it's like so taking two f- uh properties two ips and putting them together into one show I actually think of as an intriguing experiment. Although, if I, it wasn't by the same authors that worked on both, it's not like two separate things. These are two authors that worked on these two books together. I'm not sure how far apart they really are. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're you're making it sound like they got chocolate and your peanut butter. I'm thinking it's got, you got your broccoli and your uh, <laughs> what ice cream. <laughs> what the fuck? I think. Oh my God. I, I think. God damn. I think, Weirdly, I understood what he was saying there. <laughs> yeah, but I that think actually Todd was saying that it's broccoli and like cauliflower. Yeah, okay. That's that's more to... It, sure. It's... Yeah. And the, the <laughs> fact that the second one is about beat back human drug addiction like to vampire blood. Oh, yeah. A great concept. God damn it. This man. one's called True Blood. 
that was a good show. Sure. And before that, in Vampire the Masquerade, sure, there was a uh, <laughs> a, a vampire hunter named Caiaphas Smith, where the vampires were forbidden to interact with because he was two hundred years old and he kept himself alive by drinking vampire blood. So the vampire council, the Camarilla, just said, "Everyone, stay away from him." And he'll eventually age and die out. So stay yeah. away from Caiaphas Smith. Yes. So yeah, it's been done before. Yeah, it's been done a few, few times. A few times. Yeah. Still, yeah. Still sticking with my red light. Yeah, me too. Oh, of course you are. Green. You, you did you just him. switch? No, no, he no, was no, green. No, he was green okay. as well. He's just been very quiet. He's, about he's it. Been it was us with, three. He's letting me do he's all the edging arguing. me closer. Right. Right. This I'm half of the room. Yeah, the negative half. All right, I got time for one more. One more red light, green light. This is the this is the one. This is the money. Uno mas. Uno mas. Hulu has just purchased the airing and remake rights to Judah, an Israeli show about vampires from Banjay Wrights. <laughs> they missed it. The vamp The series was written by Stop Zion Barak and follows a gambler, Judah. <sighs> who is bitten and robbed by a salacious vampire right after winning a high-stakes poker game with money he borrowed from the French mafia. This yeah, because that's what vampires care about, money. Now, he wasn't a vampire. Well, it doesn't say after his money, just when he got bit. And robbed, because that's what a vampire cares about, material things. Didn't say he was robbed. You see, he said yeah, bitten and robbed. Bitten and robbed oh. by a salacious vampire. He's right. They, sorry. Yeah. They can't argue I'm that. sorry. I, I, I fell apart. When you said salacious vampire, because now I'm thinking of salacious crumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this proves to be a very poor ch choice for the vampire who has broken a sacred ancestral rule about drinking Jewish blood. After uh. this encounter, neither of their lives will be the same. I mentioned this was an Israeli yeah, show, I, right? I'm glad you did, because I'm like, wow, this came right off a storm front. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, okay, I was I was very opposed to the last one, but that intrigues me. I'll, I'll green light it. No, red light. And it's vampires, the, the vampires. Right? Nothing, no more. It's 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 been done to death. You know, and it's it's like everybody's trying to re. Apparently, not the Israeli version. The, <laughs> Well, exactly, Jeff. And they're Trying vampires, so them. they come back from the dead. You pull the stake out and let them rise again. Yeah, and you cook it. <laughs> not Jews not are if vampire. you did it right and cut off their head after you <laughs> Apparently, Jews are vampire trif. <laughs> or you dust them all a buffy. I was, I, man, as you, I just, okay, it's from Israel. All right. Because as you were reading, I'm waiting to find out, like, he he's a banker and... You know, I, I just, it was just like, holy crap, this sounds like something right off of fucking, but, uh, no. Runs a falafel truck I, in the corner I, of something. You know what? I just, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. Green light. Right. You know what? Matt? I, psst, green light. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm green lighting this too. I want to see uh, how this Jewish angle is going to play yeah. out. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I guess I could watch it. It's already out there. It's, you imagine uh, I like he's, 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 out there, he's really? holding up a yeah. star, That's David, hilarious. doing nothing to the vampire. He's oh, holding that, up a star, <laughs> that joke's been done. Uh, uh -huh. um, no, it was in um, Roman Polanski's. Uh, didn't he do a vampire bedroom exploits? And uh, <laughs> there was one, there's one vampire in it where they put up the cross, and he's like, "I'm Jewish," and 
and uh. eats him. In the, the when we saw um, Jay and Miles here, they were talking about Dracula versus the X Men, and I I remembered that. Oh, bit yeah. from, I remember that bit from it because uh, Wolverine throws up a cross and it does nothing to the vampire, um, and then uh, Kitty gets him with the Star of David because she believes he doesn't believe in the cross, so it doesn't right. work. Right. There you go. And again, they purchased the airing and remake rights, so you might actually see the original version on. This. Why didn't Cyclops just beam his head off? I think, so. yeah, I think he might. I think he might have been dead at that point. I can't remember. Like, like, like oh, Dracula! Just, or who was that? Like, just no, that uh, that uh, he's Dracula, so he had some amazingness. This is Marvel's Dracula here. Yeah, this yeah. is not just He's Dracula. Powerful. Mm. The weird part about that is they'd established all these side characters in Tomb of Dracula, um, including Rachel Van Helsing. And, you know, they, they, they'd been crafting for years, and they just threw away Kilder in this. Uh, that's the last appearance yeah. of this character. Huh? Now, this is different than Morbius, the last vampire. Right. Morbius is not a real vampire, Morbius is a science vampire. Okay. And he's the getting his own movie. Vampire. It's Mobius. And his own Mobius movie. Mobius or Morbius? Morbius. Sorry, it's Morbius. I always mix up the... Starring Jared Leto. Moebius. He's a vampire from France. Has very, very cool art. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> really neat. Inspired uh, Ridley Scott, mm. you know, for... Um, Actually, Ridley Scott used him as a... Uh, <laughs> Blade Runner, wasn't okay. it? What, yeah. Where the fuck he used Ridley Mobius? Scott was... Um, you a director, mean, right? But they used him in um, <laughs> Aliens, and Aliens. Uh, some of the costume design is him. Where okay. did you lose track of the show? Write to us comments <laughs> at uglycouchshow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Green light K. Fact check, Andy. I'm so tired. Maple Leaf Matt. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. This weekend, Toy Fair. Yes. Toy Con. Toy Con. Toy Fair happened last week at the Westgate Hotel and Resort. Yes. Be there. Until uh, ToyCon, until Comic-Con sues them and forces oh. them to change their name. Oh, shit. That is right. Because, you know. Because that's what they do. Yeah. Sons of bitches. I hardly wait till we do Geek Shock Con. Geek, geek, we're it's going to be like, Comic-Con, come at us. You you see who you're messing with now. Just for the press. Come get, at us. Yeah. I'll get my people on it. <laughs> oh, that's right. Celestia. Up at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> what now? Oh, we got eight lawyers here. <laughs> Just as so she's going to sleep, it's like, all right. No, when you read Jeff Strand's Cyclops Road, keep that casting in mind. It will all work out fine in your brain later. Oh, boy. That actually sounds... Yeah. It's a Weird. good novel. They don't fuck, do they? No. Okay, oh. okay. All right, now now I can find it believable. Oh, come on. <laughs> now Andy's not on board. <laughs> no, just like Andy's like, I'm out. I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> Needs to pull a Tom Cruise. Right. I need my writers on this. Yeah. No. Well, we'll have to just go to the Two fallback. Pumps, three pumps. To... No. Okay. That's, that's not. That's a, not the Tom Cruise write and rewrite. That's the Shatner rewrite. Oh. No, we're gonna fall back to Danny DeVito. No, that just won't work. No, it not, won't. I'm not gonna kiss Danny DeVito. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Fine. If it's in the show. script that you kiss Danny DeVito, you kiss Danny DeVito. All right, but he's got to we have bins. I think you just press stop right no, there. No, no, it was Danny in place of Andy. In Cyclops you, Road. You, you canny casters, you. I thought he was uncanny. No, that's where that's Cyclops shoots off the head of Dracula. Oh, that's okay. all. That's yes. a whole, we've just had but, five conversations but, right but now. But he can't because he uh, Dracula shows up with the Juggernaut helmet. And, sure. Uh, Professor X is like, God damn it. Holy shitballs.
Holy <laughs> shit balls. Wow. <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> little Cyclops Road. Blah, blah, like blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> just take the, Cyclops <laughs> blew your head right off. <laughs> no, keep going. But then that. you sucked Oro, Rose blood. I can never say her name right. Who? Aurora? Aurora. I always, I always, I always, that's like, it's Andy a, can say it. Yeah, no. I always Andy and Todd. That's because it's an Andy's language. Well, that's yeah. right. Aurora. That's that's my secret. I've been speaking. Like Swa- the, I've been speaking Swahili this whole time. That's the that's the dog on fucking YouTube that says I love you. Aurora. Aurora. Andy, what's the name? What's Storm's name? Aurora. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs>